Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and on social media. Welcome to episode 221 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am joined today for our final episode of our zombie primer by Katie. How you doing, Katie? Um, I'm tired and upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel bad. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, well, we will talk about why, uh, why you are sad in, uh, in a, uh, after the break, but what have you been up to? What, what geeky stuff were you able to accomplish this week? Um, well, I've been working like too much. Um, there was a day where I stayed up until almost midnight staring at spreadsheets. Oh, which is not that's great. no good. No. I mean, it was it was something I had to do. Well, I didn't really have to do it, but like no one else was going to do it, so I did it. Um, mm-hmm. but my boss, my my boss's boss was also up doing the same thing, so we were talking at like 10:30, 11 like on Slack as we were both going through this whole thing. So mm-hmm. at least well, I was at least she had some, yeah, at least she had camaraderie going there. <laughs> yeah. She was, she was up late cause she had meetings with, um, uh, our partners in India. So. Ooh. Yeah. Time differences can, can be very problematic. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, so there's, there's most of the time it's okay, right? Like time differences, because there's at least some overlap to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but like India has no okay time overlap. <laughs> right, with, right. With the US, at least on the, on the West Coast. Because um, it's like 12 or 13 hours or something. So any time is inconvenient for both people. Yeah, somebody is going to always be in the up in the middle of night. <laughs> yeah, so like I have I have a standing meeting twice a week that's at like eight a.m., which is eight mm-hmm. p.m. for them. Oh wow! And they wanted it, like they said it was fine. So we were just like, "Are you sure?" Like that's about as that's about as good as you're gonna get for yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's. I feel bad like both ways because. Like either we're going to be up super late or they're up super late. So it's just like either option is just not, doesn't work out very well. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Also came to the conclusion that when one dresses up in a Halloween costume mm-hmm. um, for work, uh, if you pick something that's just like a little niche, you spend the whole day explaining to people <laughs> what you're dressed up as what did you dress up as like it wasn't even that niche like i guess it was just around the wrong kind of nerds apparently um i dressed up as amy pond from the silence episodes of doctor who oh okay so i had like i had my tardis backpack which helped a little bit but like not a lot and then <laughs> i had the hash marks right like the tally marks on my arms okay but I I gotta damn. tell you I wouldn't I wouldn't know who that was either because I don't I'm not a Hovian. <laughs> exactly. So so I couldn't think of another costume to wear because it was just like last minute, and that was the easiest one because it's jeans, a red plaid shirt, 
and that's it. And then the hash mm-hmm, marks, mm-hmm. like the the tally marks, and that's it. And I've worn it to con, which is the greatest, you know, like the the easiest place to wear something like that. Right, because right. everybody will know who you're there as. Yeah, two people knew. <laughs> that's it. I even changed my background for the meetings to the inside of the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Didn't help. <laughs> It was just no, I, like I, I get the frustration. I've I've had it costumes like that before where you're like, oh, I thought this was obvious, but I, I guess not. I know. I was like, oh, wrong crowd. Wrong <laughs> crowd. So I spent most of the day on Friday like explaining to people who I was dressed up as. So oh well. It was super get- fun walking around in public though, like that afterwards. <laughs> Oh, I bet. <laughs> did anybody recognize you in public? No, I did have my TARDIS backpack with me, so it was a little less weird. But I was also wearing, like, I put a jacket on so you couldn't see my arms. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I I had kids come up and say, what are you dressed as, Mr. Hogan? I said, a very tired theater teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am a homicidal maniac because they look like everyone else. Everybody else. else. (laughs) Well, I I actually wore, um, because we've been doing so much zombie stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, A a couple years ago, my husband and I dressed up as uh, Mario and Luigi. He indulged me. It was a very cute costume. I was very, yeah, I liked it. Um, So, between th- that and the fact that we uh, have been covering zombies and he's been forced to watch several zombie movies during this process, he got me a t-shirt with uh, zombie Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. And it says drains. <laughs> that should not be that funny. <laughs> but it is. It, like, it was just adorable. I like. I had several people. That's what I wore uh, on Friday. So... And a couple people go, oh, I like your shirt. But I, I think because it was my because it was for my husband, who's really not geeky at all. Mm-hmm. And um the fact that it was like the just juxtaposition of both things, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this 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 gets this gets some husband points. So uh, I'll have to take a picture and throw it up on our Instagram. But yeah, okay. I, I was that that was my that was my ha- Halloween costume. I tend to wear like spooky, scary things. Okay. Like like t-shirts that have spooky scary things on it. I don't I don't dress up anymore. I'm too old, too fat. Yeah, I was I, I was struggling. I was like standing in front of my closet and I was like, "Hmm. Do I wear my contraband Disney stuff out in public <laughs> or do I dress up as the easiest costume I can think of?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I have a friend who said she's always wanted to cosplay as Death from the Sandman series because I think it's just a black t-shirt, jeans, and then like a little teardrop eye tattoo type thing. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, it's, that's easy to pull off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really do much else. Uh, Chelsea, not my Chelsea, other Chelsea, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Chelsea. She mm-hmm. came over on Thursday. Um, and we had Korean fried chicken and watched High School Musical 3. Oh, fun. How was um, that? It was wonderful. It was really nice to see her um, uh, food. Oh, that reminds me. I still need to send her money for food. 
remind, <laughs> reminded myself, but um, yeah, cause we uh, on Disney forever high school, we got finally got to high school musical three. Um, so we watched it. So as part of prep for the podcast, but also Zac Efron. So it's true. I, I do have to say, like I have really enjoyed doing, um, zombie movies but i am looking forward to moving into a uh couple of episodes where i don't have homework oh <laughs> i don't know God. how you do it every week it's so thankfully like disney forever is only every every other week so it's not mm-hmm. that bad um and it's only really bad when it's like a movie that i know i don't want to watch <laughs> because we've been stuck in the 60s for a while and Disney 60s movies are just awful. <laughs> Most of them are at least. So how are you how are you organizing it? Like are you going back and forth between like a decade and then stuff you want to watch cuz yeah. The musical is not 60s. No, no, no. So the way we structure it is we pick a movie that we have to watch and then one we want to watch. And we, okay. look, we look at that as like a reward movie. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So um, this, we're recording on Tuesday. Oh, son of a biscuit. I think I have to go to the office on Tuesday. <laughs> it's going to be real fun. <laughs> that reminds me. Do I? No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's fine. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I can record from the office. I'll just have to take my mic with me, which is why I have two. Nice. Yeah, I've I've done that a couple times where I'm like, I'm here. I've got to be here until late tonight. Mm-hmm. So this is going down. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we this time, like th- things have been sort of crazy on Disney Forever just because like Void's schedule is really bad during this time mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Um so we watched the 101 Dalmatians, the 1996 one, like the okay. live action remake with Glenn Close. Okay. Um, and High School Musical 3. Okay. Um, because we watched the the animated 101 Dalmatians, which is from 1961. So we watched the the remake of it. The live Are you going to watch the Emma Stone version too? I think we'll eventually watch Cruella. Like, we'll get there. Nice. Um, our schedule is kind of whack. Um, we didn't actually get to cover a Halloween movie this time. We had to cut it out. So, like, there's no Halloween. We didn't cut. We didn't get to cover any Halloween movies this month. Oh, no. I know. We're going to watch Halloween Town. I've seen that, like, once or twice. It's really fun. Yeah. I have actually never watched that one. So, I was looking forward to it. But it just didn't work out. So, next year. I don't know if it's Disney, but is Worst Witch a Disney film? I have no idea. It might be. Do you, do you, have you seen it? No. Oh my God, Katie. What? It's like, I, I haven't seen it in ages, but it's like, my recollection is it's so bad. It's good. It's like, it's like Harry Potter from wish. <laughs> right up there with wish Captain America from. Yeah. <laughs> in the winter soldier yeah it's it's um so basically it was done way before harry potter mm-hmm. and it was um oh what's her name she played dorothy in return to oz 
and then she was in the coven. She got creepy eyes. You're asking me like I know for, for either of the, Do you, I, do you know Fruzabolk? No, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen either of those movies you just mentioned. She was um, a '90s kid actor, and I have. I don't think she's done much at all. I think she was in. Um. I don't know. She's been in a lot of stuff. She always plays really indie movies and and does some like oh, she's a very creepy persona. Why didn't you say the chick from the craft? Oh, that's what I meant. What did I say? The, the coven. You said coven. Not the coven. The craft. The craft. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. Okay, so when she was like right after um, Return to Oz, great movie by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she played the worst witch, so she was basically a witch which was really bad at witch school. And then um, one of the teachers is Miss Garrett from Facts of Life, mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to um, to do a big Halloween celebration. And their school has been chosen to have a visit from, like, I don't know, the Grand Master Wizard person who's um, uh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yes. So it is. It is, and he does a musical number. It's awful oh boy (laughs) it's so bad it's good it's wonderful it it looks it looks bad just like looking at the cover of the movie like it look it does not look good i watched it so many times as a kid like it may just be nostalgia good but i i loved that movie in fact maybe we will change it can i subject matt to that tonight it came Hmm. out in 1986 Oh yeah, it's got a total eighties vibe. It's yeah. it's definitely got that thing going for it. Oh my god, <laughs> I I mean I I love bad movies. I mean, Chelsea and I spend an ent- spend a whole month just watching bad Hallmark Christmas movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we already have it planned. Our list is ready on which nice. ones we're watching. <laughs> nice. That's excellent. Yeah, no. So that there was there was a couple of of like eighties because I you know I grew up in the eighties, early nineties, and there were a lot of really bad that kind of movie coming out back then, and so I have this like love and nostalgia for them, mm-hmm. but like very rarely go back and watch them because I know how bad they are. <laughs> oh boy. You have to be really careful with movies that you used to like growing up. If you like watch them now, it's just like, oh, what was I thinking? Well, I uh, that happened to. I can't watch Goonies anymore. That's okay. I never could watch Goonies, so it's fine. Oh, it's just screaming children. And as a teacher, I'm like, no, stop. (laughs) Go sit down. There was a movie I liked called Ladybugs. Had like had Mm -hmm. Rodney Dangerfield in it. I remember I remember it existing. I never watched it. Yeah. So, like, I used to like that movie, right, growing up. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, mm-hmm. a movie from the 90s. And I thought the boy, the guy that was in it was just so cute, blah, blah, blah. And I rewatched that movie, like, maybe a couple years ago. And I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I don't even know how that was okay then. Like, at all. It was so just not not PC, not okay, completely inappropriate. Like, just, it was so bad. It was one of those movies where they're like, this will be really funny. And you're like, it's not funny. It's not. It's not funny at all. 
Well, the first thing you said was Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield. That right there. <laughs> I know. That was nuts. That sets the tone right there. Yeah, just not great. So I have to be really careful about going back and watching movies that I thought used to be good um, back when I was a kid. Uh, still always going to watch uh, Christmas Vacation, though. That'll never get old. <laughs> That's such a good movie. I remember like that <laughs> that um that squirrel. Oh my god, that's my favorite moment. It's my favorite moment in the whole movie. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Where's Eddie? He usually eats these things. Oh, he found out they're high in cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's better than when he's like having that breakdown because none of that was scripted. That was just all ad lib. Right. And it's just, oh, God, so funny. So funny. So good. So good. But anyway. Anything else? <laughs> um, No. I mean, I just working and then I've been doing podcasting and podcast prep. And that's literally it. And watching Criminal Minds. I'm almost done with season 12, 13. Have, have you watched it before? Yeah. Rewatch? So this is a rewatch up in because I I stopped watching the show around season eleven or so. Um. So I actually got a subscription to Paramount Plus so I could finish the show. Gotcha. <laughs> because Netflix only goes up to twelve, like season twelve, and there's three more seasons after that one. Gotcha. So uh, my roommate and I are watching the episodes we've never seen before. So we're one episode away from finishing season 13. Um, and then there's two seasons after that. And then I will have fully completed the watching that show from beginning to end. And I can't even say that for Supernatural. <laughs> that's that's the one I need to do. I like I stopped after season five because that's when it was supposed to end. <laughs> oh God, that's so much show, though. There's 10 more seasons and I'm like, I just, I can't, I don't know how, but maybe that's a, a job for this summer because I really do want to, I really enjoy the show and I know it just gets better and better, but. Well, season six is good. Seven, not, not good. There's like three episodes out of that entire season that are worth watching. The rest mm. of it is just atrocious. Then eight is fine. Then after that, it's okay. <laughs> Cause you, <laughs> well, know you have to go. You have to get through some of that. I mean, I always tell people with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you have to get through um, season one and season two, and then the last three seasons are excellent. What are you talking about? Season one and season two are great. <laughs> the dummy episode. The dummy episode. Look, every show has that episode, okay? Supernatural had the bugs. Even the Wendigo was pretty bad, which was like The Wendigo was one. pretty bad, yeah. That's, but the that's bugs a- one? That one was, a, they, they hate that episode. They're like, I can't even, they even make fun of themselves later. Um, like yeah, I, I think I, uh, you may have, I, I don't remember if I ever told you, I definitely have talked about it on this show. Mm-hmm. We ended up watching, because um, we do Friday night Buffy nights with friends of ours that are mm-hmm. um, seasonal. So they're out here from like November to May. And um, we started watching season one and we were like, you know what? we don't like these episodes. <laughs> we don't want these episodes. So we went to like a guide that was like, all right, these are the essential episodes you have to watch in this season. And then here are summaries of all the rest of them. And so we watched that for an hour before moving on to season two. And now we're on season two, which is much better. 
come on. The Angel episode is great. Well, I mean, there again, there's moments, but if you go back and watch those episodes, I know there's a lot of really bad stuff in those episodes. Which is just like this is not the the lines are all funny, like it's still very Buffy, but it's also it's not, 1997. So. It's also 1997, so yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad, and then yeah, there's there's a central episode. I don't, I haven't rewatched that show in like forever. Um. But I do, I have seen several episodes a lot in season one and two. Yeah, I might do an essential episodes for Supernatural seasons one through five and then go back and start from there. That might be the best way to do it. Uh, to be honest, I have wa- rewatched seasons one through five so many times that I just like, I know episode titles and stuff that happens. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. Because season three is my favorite season. It's the shortest one, too, because it was during the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite season. And, like, I love the Christmas episode in that one, A Very Supernatural Christmas. Come on. Nice. Seasons one through five are just perfection. You've mentioned multiple times, and and it's just kind of a holiday. Because we're we're recording on Halloween. Yay! I know. Um, Happy Halloween, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, Happy Halloween. But but we've talked a lot about Christmas. <laughs> yes, I know. Have you have you seen Star Wars Holiday Special? No. Oh, Katie. I know. I'm going to force you to sit through it. It's terrible. Like it's not good. Um, it's definitely a WTF movie. Like like you sit there and you're like, what is this? How did this ever get made? But I am so excited that they're doing, and I don't even know when they're doing it. They're not doing it until the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie come out. But I'm so excited that they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special because yes, please. But I feel like everybody has to watch the Star Wars one before that because I'm sure there are going to be references to it. You know my my time on this episode on this show is ending after today. <laughs> are you planning on making me have more episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Making you have more episodes for the future? No, I did. I did volunteer, sort of volunteer for this. Well, I mean, I like. I would hope you would not like feel like I was forcing you. Oh no, 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 no. I, I plan on having. I'm like, I'm gonna like force all the. List- Sorry, listeners, <laughs> you all have homework that before this. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be a Disney Plus movie, but before this thing comes out. We all have to watch Star Wars Holiday Special. If you haven't seen it, it's it's terrible, but it's something you watch with friends and alcohol. Like that's the uh, way to do it. Gotcha. Maybe we'll even do like a like a, a round table like listening while while on Discord kind of thing so that we can all <laughs> just be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my god, that would be actually pretty funny. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Okay, maybe. Maybe I'll come for that one. So anything else? Any other fun geeky stuff? No, no, I'm pretty boring this week. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I did you did a lot more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um I I have been trying to up my audio game on as the dice roll. So I've been kind of playing with audio stuff and just like practice tracks and stuff that have nothing to do with the show, just to try and figure out like hey, what can I actually do? with audio. So that's been my big geeky focus this week is like, all right, what if I do this? What does this effect do? 
Okay, that's kind of cool. What does that do? So I'm that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to up my game on on as the dice roll a little bit. And then um for Halloween tonight, we are like I've kind of started a tradition where we have Matt's parents over and we watch like a movie that I love, like that I know none of them would have ever watched on their own. Like last year we did Monster Squad, which is <laughs> another movie that's just like absolutely wonderful because it's so awful. Um I think this year we're going to do Hocus Pocus. I haven't decided yet. Um, I already, I hit my quota. Like I, my goal is to watch that at least once every holiday season, like every mm-hmm. Halloween season. And I did watch mm-hmm. it. So I feel proud Excellent. of myself. Yeah. So I think that's a little bit what we're going to do tonight. I, I don't remember if we did it last year or not. I feel like we had planned on it and then just decided, no, it was too late. Um, but what I'm, I usually either like order, food or I've tried to start like cooking something. I'm not really a, a great chef, but um, when I grew up, we would always have chili on Halloween because it was easy for my mom because there's so much other stuff going on at the day. She just like get the chili in the crock pot and then we could do all the stuff. And then just before we went out trick or treating, we'd have chili. So I am making today some crock pot chili and I am also making um grilled cheese sandwiches. Ooh. And I researched, okay, how do you make, like, what is the best cheese for um, a grilled cheese sandwich? And I found this YouTube video. I'll have to try and find it and link it. But basically this guy was like, all right. So the problem is, is that all the cheeses that you want to use are like really good quality aged cheeses. But some sort of chemical process goes on as they age. So when you try and melt it, all you get is like oil. Uh If if you've ever tried to make a grilled cheese sandwich with a high quality cheese and you're like, why is this not melting? It's because the older it is, it's gone through some chemical process that just naturally that makes the oil separate really easily. So what you have to do is you have to basically melt it down. Combine it with evaporated milk and gelatin and then recombine it. And so what I did yesterday was take a sharp cheddar, a gouda, a gear, and a um and it was supposed to be Parmesan, but we did Romano. Um and you you shred it down and then you melt it and you mix it in the evaporated milk and um gelatin mix and basically you're making your own processed cheese it's so good oh my god it is so good and so i haven't tried it yet because we're making the sandwiches tonight but supposedly because you've made this basically like gourmet velveta um it's supposed to be really stretchy and really melty and so i am so excited so excited I love grilled cheeses, so that sounds amazing. And it sounds like a lot of work to do to get the cheese, but it really was. It took me like 45 minutes, not even. And it was really easy and really quick. And like Matt and I were already talking about, I wonder what other cheeses you could mix that would be really good. Like this is what this guy tried, but like what other what other cheese mixes would we would we try? So, so if you've ever wondered if um, about why your why your grilled cheese is not melty is because the cheese is too good quality and you basically have to Velveeta it 
to get it to be melty and fun. <laughs> That's really funny. Because, <laughs> you know, I know people go through their lives constantly wondering why their cheese is not melty. I know this is something that is a priority on people's minds. Um, obviously, because cheese is very important. Cheese is very important. <laughs> I I miss one of my, my best friends at my old job. Uh, her and I bonded over cheese all the time. It's like for an entire year, our lunch was like, I think once a week we were like, all right, who's bringing the cheese? And somebody would just, we would just have like a, a cheese platter and we would take turns bringing different types of cheese. Oh, this is really good. Oh, I like, where did you get this Trader Joe's? Okay. Yeah, like it's the part of adulting. I like it's, it, it's boring. But it's still tasty. I live for charcuterie boards. Aren't they amazing? <laughs> adult lunchables. That's what I'm here they for. They really are adult lunchables. Like, so true. Without all is, the sodium. It is. That is what it is. It's meat, crackers, and cheese. That is a lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just You're not the first person who said that to me, and I always forget about it. But every time somebody reminds me they're just adult lunchables, I'm like, oh my god, you're right. That's why we like them so much. That is why we like them so much. Ugh. We've got a we got a place out here in Palm Springs where you can order it like a day or two ahead. These amazing like just stuff piled on top of each other charcuterie boards, and we'll do it when we know we have people coming over for just like cocktails. And it's like, oh, what are they going to give us this time? Because they, they you you don't order what unless there's something you want. Like they'll ask you, is there something you definitely want on here or absolutely don't want on here? Otherwise, they just throw shit on there. Oh and it's my like, God. here's all our best stuff right now. Um, so good. So when are we having... <laughs> when are we having cocktails? <laughs> yeah, when are you having people over for cocktails? Because it's not hot there anymore. So I'm definitely willing to drive to Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was just going to say, well, you know, when summer hits, that's my, my time that I'm most open. <laughs> but no, you guys will come out. Well, maybe we'll do something over the holidays. Maybe we'll have a holiday meetup out here. Maybe. I mean, Steph is coming in February, so we should see if we can get together to hang out with Steph. Okay. I do have that on my schedule, I think, somewhere. Yes. I think you put it on there because we keep talking about it. Yeah, because I don't want to miss Steph. Mm -hmm. I enjoy Steph. How was last weekend? Well, it was two weekends ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. We, We need to be going to Portland sometime soon, but... You should, because it would be super fun for you guys to hang out with her. She's great. Oh, she's coming out the the Saturday after, or the weekend after Thanksgiving. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm mentally in, in November, but she's coming out in February. Yeah. I was like, she's definitely not, because I won't, I'll, I'll be busy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, she better not be. <laughs> well, she kind of wanted to come for the BTS concert, but it was like too soon. Mm-hmm. And a lot, and she's going home for Thanksgiving. So she's like, I can't. And I was like, that's fine. Because literally, like, it's going to be Thanksgiving on Thursday. Then my roommate and I are going to the Monet experience on that okay. Friday. And then it's BTS, BTS, work, work, BTS, work, <laughs> that's slash a, that's BTS. A lot. That's look, a lot. look. <laughs> I <laughs> it's not judgment, it's just concern. <laughs> I I have a level of dedication to this band <laughs> that I wish I didn't, but I'm excited that BTS is gonna be my first concert back 
um, after so many not concerts. So, um, like being there in person and like feeling the whole con, there's gonna be a lot of crying. Like, honestly, if we're being serious, like I'm just gonna be sobbing the whole concert. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Cause it's just like, I'm here and they're there. They're like going to be like tiny, tiny. Cause like I'm up in nosebleed. So if it rains, I'll know first. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like we'll be touching the heavens. That's how high up we are. Excellent. Um, it's fine. Oh, you know, I went to a hockey game this week. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was very fun. A lot funner than I anticipated. Never been to a hockey game before. So we went and saw the Ducks play the Winnipeg Jets. And okay. it was very good. Hockey's very efficient because it's like timed periods. There's only three of them. They're only a certain length. There's two intermissions. You get some Zamboni action. There's people getting thrown against boards. People got penalty boxed. Like, I don't understand any of the rules of hockey, but it's thrilling. When, when I was in junior high, my best friend was really in very, very quiet girl who just like, leave me alone. I've got art to do. And she would drive. I think she's an art teacher now. And, um, she loved hockey. It was so funny. It's like, you're so quiet and you like one of the most violent sports in the world. And so she got me into it. So I'd started watching then. And then I kind of just got away from it. Mm-hmm. And then my roommate at USC for my first year on campus was uh, the goalie for the USC hockey team. Ah. <laughs> so I definitely went to go see some of his games and it was a lot of fun. Um, so I've always enjoyed hockey. I just, it's, it's sports, so I don't stick with it. Mm-hmm. But they're putting a hockey stadium out in the Coachella Valley. Ah. And it's either going to be, I, th- I think they announced the name yesterday. I don't remember what the teams, like it was going to either be the, the Coachella Firebirds or the Coachella Dragons. And they're the basically the minor league team for Seattle Kraken. Ah, the new team, yeah. Yeah, and so we're going to be getting our own little, like, I don't know what they call it, but basically minor league hockey team. And oh. so Matt and I are like, well, let's get some, let's get some season tickets and see if we enjoy it. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. It It's, it's very fun. I mean, I was very upset that we lost because we almost won. And then in the last mm-hmm. like minute, the other team scored two goals and we lost, which was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But, um, my roommate's coworker, her husband, like donates money to the team. Like he's on the list of donators, so oh, he wow. gets free tickets whenever he wants. And I was like, "Yo, I'll go to lots of hockey games if that's an option." <laughs> <laughs> there, it's it's just a fun, fast paced game. It's like not quite as crazy and watched. Like I feel like basketball's too frantic, and it's a lot of like run, score, run, score, run, score. Like it's just too much mm-hmm. where because hockey's a goal oriented um, sport, it it's slower because there's not as many, like the, the, the scoring means something like getting, getting a goal is, is a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still got that fast pace back and forth that basketball does. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's higher stakes basketball, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And and so I just like it. I like it. It's just fast paced. Also, like 
the the hockey movies never really explain to you like so they'll play music but as soon as they start like a run or whatever whatever it's called Mm -hmm. like they start hitting the puck back and forth they turn all the music off so all you're hearing is stick puck stick puck yelling stick puck stick puck ice Mm -hmm. board (laughs) like that's it that's all you hear the whole time and it's like I was like, you don't get any of that in Mighty Ducks. Like, I don't hear any stick ice puck action. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um, it was very good. So I can't wait to see more. So This is why you and I are friends. We have a lot of crossover likes that we don't even realize. It is. It's interesting that every so often, like, a crossover like will happen. Like, zombie movies. You didn't know I like zombie movies. And then now hockey. Yeah, you didn't know I like hockey. So yeah, yay! We'll have a, a geek to geek hockey episode. <laughs> I would so I would do a sports episode. I love I love football, and now I'm I like baseball, and I and I'm starting to like hockey. So, well, Ray would I'm sure Ray would be down for that because he definitely likes the sports ball. I love the sports things. I love them. I was sitting in that hockey game <laughs> to my roommate, and I was like, I love the sports. <laughs> and other people were around when i said that they were like what the and i'm like the sports we love the sports we love the sports <laughs> then you point to your hoovian jacket and they're like oh <laughs> excuse me i was wearing a k-pop jacket thank you very much <laughs> i think the effect would be the same <laughs> yes it would be i was wearing a k-pop jacket and a um bookstore hat <laughs> <laughs> Was I didn't have any duck stuff. I do now. I have a duck's hat, like one of the old school ones that when they were called the Mighty Ducks, when they used to play at the Arrowhead Pond before they changed the name to the Honda, Sun- Honda Center. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got uh, a sweatshirt that's pretty nice. So. so I think it's the only sports team that like developed out of a movie. <laughs> no, I mean, did they? Because the movie, so the... The team started in ni- in 1993. And I think the Mighty Ducks came out. Oh my god, did it come out before or after? It did. No, this is definitely we've got a movie. We like the concept. Here's our sports team to go with it. Oh my god. And they used to be owned by Disney. Okay, yeah, they- so yeah. That's ridiculous. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because the Mighty Ducks came out in 92. <laughs> and then there's the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim was from 93 to 2006. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Definitely a Disney franchise. Let's see if we can get into sports. Let's pick a very random sport to get into, but okay. Uh, they And you know what? It's working out. It's working out. So Yeah, yeah they, they've done pretty well. They've become a legitimate team. Where I know at the beginning, everybody was like, eh, it's the Ducks. Yeah. Hey, but anytime you want to do, I'm I'm totally down if you want to do a geek to geek episode talking about sports movies because I love sports movies. Oh, that would be a fun. That would be a good fun crossover. Absolutely, I love right. sports movies. We've got our like listeners. I don't have anything to write it down with right now, uh, but like keep bugging me about it. And when we get Ray back, which I have no idea, I think Ray's disappeared. I think he's been abducted by aliens. Um, I mean, that's totally possible. They did say that UFOs are real. That was publicly yep. stated by the government. So, yeah. So maybe that's where Ray's been. But Ray's been very, very busy, and so 
Um, I, I am not holding a lot of hope that he will be here next weekend, but we're going to try and do an Eternals episode. We'll see. We'll see if we can get him back. He's just like crazy busy right now. All right. On that note, let's go to break, and then we'll come back and talk about the two movies that neither of us have seen until now. Um, and then we'll talk a lot about why Katie was crying this morning. Mm, yes. We'll be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. And we're back. And so today we are talking about two 2016 zombie movies. Both, I didn't realize, both kind of were centrally, This one of the central characters is a kid, which I don't think we've really had up till now, um, like a little kid. Um, and so we are covering The Girl with All the Gifts and The Train to Busan. Yep. Uh, so let's start with The Girl with All the Gifts. You sent me a message like, this is a weird movie. When, when in the process was that... Uh, was that text sent pretty close to the beginning of the movie? Cause it was weird. It was weird. And it got, but it got a lot better. I thought, um, it was also just really funny because I watched two Glenn close movies in the same day, which was <laughs> unexpected. Very different Glenn close movies. <laughs> yeah. One where she's Carilla Deville and one, wait a minute. She was evil in both of those. Yep. So, Maybe it was this. Maybe she was the Corilla Deville of this movie. <laughs> but <a laughs> well, she duck- did want to. She did want to cut up little children. So it's kind see? of the same thing, just a different species. See, see, same, same. I basically watched the same movie twice. <laughs> just one had dogs, one had children. So I kind of liked how this one started because we didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, did oh, you, like, yeah. do you have any clue what was going on? No, because like. There were, it it opens with like the kid in the room, right? And then they're like banging on the door and they're like, transport, transport. And then she like gets in a wheelchair and they like are holding guns to her and they like lock her in. And I'm like, what is wrong with this child that they need this level of like security? And then it eventually gets explained to you why. But it's like 20 minutes in. It's not anywhere close to the beginning of the movie until you realize even even the fact that these kids are dangerous, like you assume it because of the way, like it was a very good way of keeping you on your toes because the the conceit of this this story, we will not make you wait for it like they make us wait for it, um, is that there is a zombie outbreak and it's a virus that like wraps itself around the brain and or uh, I guess a fungus. Yeah. Wraps itself around. Yeah. 
yeah, wraps itself around the brain and it creates hungries, which are these like zombies that want to bite people because that's what zombies do. And so they found that children who were in the womb when their parents got infected end up eating themselves out of the, the, the mother. And then um, basically they're kind of like a human zombie hybrid. Yeah. And but you don't know this at the beginning of the movie. You just see these kids who see them all perfectly fine and normal and they're going to school, but they're all like strapped down to these wheelchairs and it's like what what is going on? <laughs> it's it's very weird because they like I have questions about how a newborn uh ate its way out of its its mother since newborns don't have teeth. Um, but that's, I guess, a different question for, you know, continuity purposes, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they like, they, they're focused on one girl, Melanie, like this one girl and cause they can have humans be in the same room as these like so-called like hybrid children or whatever. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And I was so confused. Okay. Straight up when the guy like spits on his arm and then rubs it and then mm-hmm. puts it next to the kid's face. And all of a sudden he's like trying to eat him and it didn't make any sense. And then it, they, then they explain that they have some sort of like cream or gel or whatever called block that they put on their s- exposed skin that basically hides them from the hungries. Yeah, which is like that we I don't think we've seen uh, in in Walking Dead they like disguise themselves by putting like zombie gunk all over them, but mm-hmm. this is one of the few times that there's like an a processed thing that they do. It's like it's like sunscreen for vampires but the other way around. Yes. I was just going to say I was like it's like you know like the sunscreen for vampires from Blade. <laughs> Um, so we're following Melanie who's played by Senia Nanua she's wonderful the girl is so good she was so cute and she's like she said good morning to everyone like somebody literally has like a semi-automatic weapon like pointed at her face and she's like good morning good morning and I was like she's so happy (laughs) oh but she is trying to eat your face I got it I got it definitely trying to eat your face um so anyway, so we we figure out that there's this, um, uh, you know, we figure out what the problem is that they are like hungries, but they they can think. And uh, Melanie's the only one who seems to really show like restraint when all of them start going crazy. She's the only one who can like control herself. And Glenn Close every night like goes and does like her rounds because she's the scientist who's trying to find a vaccine or a cure or something like that. And so she's been talking to Melanie and it's sad because she's like, pick a number between one and whatever the high number was. And Melanie's like 13. And then the next morning she's being rolled out and all the kids are being rolled out except the kid who's in room 13. And you later find out that Melanie's just picked which kid's getting experimented on next. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so the next time she's asked to pick a number, she picks her own so that nobody else will like, she's like really like you, you see that she's really empathetic. She cares about other people and she's showing all of these traits that everybody else is like, 
yeah, no, hungries don't feel those those things. They're not human. Uh, it's so interesting because this is like one of the first times where we get a like more of a a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like because I mean, in warm bodies are couldn't really talk until later, right? Right, as you started warming up. Yeah, and so, like, he did have a conscience because, obviously, like, we were listening to that through this, through Mm -hmm. the narration, but this is the first time where, like, the person's been, like, a legitimate hybrid who's been, like, um, the, the main character, and, like, it's... It's interesting because she's trying hard not to like shift or whatever, like turn into the zombie version of herself. Like when her teacher is too close and she's like, you smell too good. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. So and she does go a little nuts, nutsy on her, but um, she, yeah. she's, she shows a lot of restraint up until she just can't anymore. Pretty much, pretty much. So um, when they take her to get basically experimented on, they pass and you all of a sudden, because you you know you're in a military installation and you go out and you see that there's like, there's zombies all around the perimeter of this base and they're really having trouble controlling it because they've gotten to be too many. And so it's this whole, this whole thing. And, uh, but now, now we're starting to see, okay, zombies. So while she's being, getting they're going to get ready to be experimented on um she there there's a a perimeter breach and the zombies get in which is kind of cool because like you see and you see the silhouette of a zombie coming down this long hallway through the window mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's not going to be good but <laughs> it still takes you a little bit surprised when he comes crashing through the window and bites the intern or whatever she is yeah and you're like, okay, well now we now we are full blown zombie movie. It it took a while, and it was just very like, because <laughs> at first the doctor was very nonchalant about it. They were like, because it, it was very clear that they were having issues. She's like, I'll just close the door; it'll be fine. And then it's it's not it's not no, fine. It's not fine. Um, but you have instantaneous turn zombie turn because as soon as that chick got bitten. I keep saying chick, which is probably not super great, but um, the intern lady got uh, bit and then she instantly turned into like a zombie. Yeah, it's a it's a quick turn. So, you know, you've got quick turn, fast zombies. Yes, quick turn, fast zombies. But also like later on, you see that like unless you make noise or like, I guess, make eye contact with them. I you thought that just- was great, like that idea of if they, you make eye contact with them, they know you're a human and they'll go after you. Like that was great because like all, they, they escape, right? Like so a certain number of the survivors escape and of course the doctor like doesn't get bit because the person you want to get bit never gets bit because that's just how it works. <laughs> until, until they do and you're until like, well, do. Now, now after all the damage is done. Yeah, because she kept trying to, like, kill the poor, like, Melanie. She's like, I need her spinal cord and her brain, and I'll make a vaccine. We're like, but but do you? Like, you don't know if you're going to actually make a vaccine. Like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they escape. 
from like the perimeter breach and all that. So there's like the jerk sergeant, the one of the soldiers, and then the teacher, the girl, and the doctor. And that's like it. And there was like like, a couple other soldiers, but like everybody else, everybody else gone. Yeah. And they're like trying to get to, I forget where they're trying to get to. Like they're trying to get to beacon, which is, I guess the, where the, the head of the military, the government is holed up. uh And like, they things just don't work out because they never work out, you know. Like stuff happens. Like oh, they crash their car. Oh, someone doesn't put a muzzle on their like doesn't put a silencer on their gun fast enough. Makes a bunch of noise and right. then calls all the zombies to them. Um, and like it was very interesting, like how how it went because they're like oh, there's hungries everywhere, but they're like oh, we can just walk past them. As long yeah. as you don't disturb them. And then that damn, oh, the doctor, where she. <laughs> I was, was just, yeah, oh, that was awful. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I don't care that the zombie's pushing a stroller. Like, and that could potentially be zombie baby. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. You're going to kill us all. Like, they should have just gotten rid of her. Cause she was the. She was the problem, not the zombies. Well, I mean, that's always that's always the problem. Is like it's always the person who's doing the thing is all like it's the social commentary. And I gotta say, both of these had some very good social commentary on them. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I have lots of things to say about Train to Busan. So, oh yeah. Um. So yeah. So they finally get kind of they they hole up in this place. Um. The, the soldiers are starting to trust Melanie because she's really showing restraint. They put her in this like clear Jason mask yeah. so that she can't bite anybody and they keep her handcuffed. But then she starts getting really hungry. And so she has to kind of go out and forage for food and they know where they have to go. They just don't know how to get there. So she's like, well, I can, they're not going to bug me. So I can go out and make a bunch of noise and draw them away. And then you guys will have a clear path. And so they give her she's she, they 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 do such a good job of making her a little kid yes. because there's so many movies where they either make the kid too adult or they make the kid too too young like they they young them down um but she's like Oh, can I can I have one of the walkie talkies? <laughs> you know, she's like all excited about this walkie talkie, and I I can tell you I have walkie talkies in my theater for shows, mm-hmm. and my kids if they see them like it, I cannot not get them to pick them up because they have to get up and, and these are high schoolers, so it is very realistic. <laughs> like it's it was a very nice touch. I thought. I mean, she was so cute, but like, what the f about her eating the cat, and then. And then not eating the dog. I was so pissed <laughs> off. And she's, would you like a cat? And she's like, no thanks. I've already had one. I know. Um. <laughs> like, how, how dare. The dog was a good idea, though. Like, where she brought the dog, and then the dog made a bunch of noise and started running away, and it made all the zombies, like, wake up and chase it. That was that yeah. was smart. But did I have to sit there and watch her eat a cat that looked like my cat? And then not eat the dog. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little worried about the dog because the dog had definite um, Ollie vibes. I was like, no. Yeah, it's not fair. Not fair. 
So they finally get to kind of the area that they want. They find out that Beacon's kind of probably fallen. But then they also realize, and this is a first in the zombie movies that we've covered, that like earlier they're like, we don't understand why all the zombies gather in one space. Like, why do the hungries gather together? <laughs> and she's like, well, maybe they're lonely. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you find out that it's because when enough of them get together, they start sprouting and they basically become the, the base of trees, which is totally like, if you ever watch, (laughs) my husband had me watch a, a movie on, on mushrooms, Mm -hmm. like a documentary on mushrooms. And it's, it's interesting, but it's very realistic because this is a fungus and <laughs> it's exactly what they do. They're like, hi, you're going to be a host for me now. And now I'm going to grow into a big, beautiful mushroom. So yeah, they sprout and they start like climbing up buildings. The The vines start climbing up buildings and sprouting these pods, which they're like, if these ever break, it's going to be the end of humanity because the virus is going to become, or the, the fungus is going to become airborne. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. It was why there was like hardly any hungries in London, except in certain spots because they were all like basically had become trees at that point. Yeah. So they show that and then they find like a little portable lab that apparently was dropped down, but everybody had abandoned. And so now Glenn Close, who's decided that she's dying because she got blood poisoning when she got cut by glass, when the initial zombie attack happened. And so, but she is determined that she is still going to save humanity by finding this vaccine. So, um, one of the soldiers that has been with them the entire time, what's his name? Um, Kirian. Um, Kirian goes out to find them food and, also, Melanie goes out to find herself food because she feels herself slipping again. And so she comes across a bunch of kids like her, but ones that haven't been captured by the military. So they're just running around. They've kind of formed this like Lord of the Flies tribe. And they're actually setting a trap for Kieran because they want to eat him. And they do. They, they trap him and eat him. And they realize, oh, no, these kids are, like, they're forming their own society. They are, you know, using logic to get people, you know, to trap people and eat them. It's like this whole thing. It was interesting because it was clear that they all the kids were like her, which means that they grew, basically grew up like wild. So, like, none of them could talk. They were very, like... Yeah, just wild, like wild, feral children mm-hmm. who, uh, because originally the the sergeant was like, they won't be able to smell him because he has block on. And they were like, no, they can smell the block and know that that is a human, mm-hmm. which is something that they learned from the people that were originally in the lab. Yeah, yeah, they, they. She she basically is like, yes, it keeps us from wanting to eat you, but we can definitely smell it. It's not like you're invisible. Yeah. Yeah. It was very like, it was very sad because he died. Um, it was very interesting because then there's like, they're trying to get away from the like 
zombie feral children. And then Melanie's like, I'm going to become their overlord. (laughs) (laughs) She basically, she, she kills their leader, the oldest, Mm -hmm. the oldest kid. And, um, which I feel like they should all be the same age because it can have been like, yeah, gotta all be pretty close to the same age. Um, so, she um she kills their their leader and basically like shows her alpha dominance and gets them to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to the, the what should I call it the the lab the little mobile lab, and Glenn Close has to be her evil self. Yep. She like basically like makes them all pass out and with like gas, and then she's she's convinced that she's gonna she's gonna do this and she's trying to um explain to melanie that this has to be done because it's gonna save everybody don't you want helen who's the the teacher who's been helping them this entire time um don't you want her to to survive and be happy and she says basically why should i have to die so that you can live yep and and it, it's very much an anti-colonial um, theme. Yeah, I think you realize at that point. There's a an article on the fanzine.com about it, and the one of the captions is Doctor Glenn Close trying to convince a child to give up her brain to help old people. I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it's one of those like, why should I have to die in order to save you when you've done nothing to really like help or whatever. Like, why is your life worth more than mine? Right. Exactly. And so, um, so she, she basically goes out, Melanie goes out. We, we know that the pods won't burst unless they're subjected to like fire or they said a flood would do it. But, um, she basically lights the giant stock that is in the middle of the city on fire. And so now the entire world is going to be zombies. Like Uh there's just no escaping it. But, she leaves the teacher inside the lab and she's safe because she's not, it's, it's airtight. And so it ends with basically Melanie having rescued all of the kids from the lab that she was kept in and all the ones from her tribe that she has now become the leader of. And they are all being instructed by this teacher who is behind the glass in the mobile uh, lab. Yep. And it's really interesting because this episode from the or this article from the fanzine talks about it almost being like a zoo and the educational purpose of the zoo that, you know, they come to study and learn from the <laughs> the specimen in the zoo. Because I guess back in the day, you know, if when, once people once Europeans colonized certain countries, they would often take back people and kind of display them as that is effed. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it, I I liked this movie a lot. It was pretty good. Like, it was definitely different from what I was expecting because the title kind of doesn't really go with it. So I didn't know what I was expecting because I think the name, the title of the film has to do with, like, the story that was one of the stories that was told. Yeah, it's it's a 
it's about Pandora's box. The story of Pandora is that to punish um, humans for stealing fire from the gods, Zeus created a woman named Pandora and gave her a box that contained all the ills in the world, mm-hmm. all the bad things. And so he gave her as a gift to this guy and said, don't open the box. And Pandora opened the box. And that's why we refer to things that are like possibly going to cause more problems than they're worth as Pandora's box. Yep. She's the girl with all the gifts, basically. Yeah. She's basically Pandora. Yeah. It was just, it was very interesting that like the whole, the whole film was basically about this girl and, and in the end, like (laughs) the zombies won basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not, you're not, you're not upset about it. Yeah. Cause it's just, I feel bad because the teacher's like stuck in the airlock, like in that mobile lab and mm-hmm. that's it. And then she would have had the sergeant, but he left to go find Melanie cause he was worried about her mm-hmm. and then he ends up dying. So yeah, she ends up shooting him because he says he doesn't want to become a hungry. Yep. So I liked it. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was very unexpected and pretty good. I like both of these because now we're going to talk about Train to Busan. And oh my God, I think this is the fav- my favorite one that we've watched all month. Yes. This entire time. Actually, same. Okay, I have a question though about, about this movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. Where did you watch it? I just got it on Amazon because I don't, okay. I didn't have um, Peacock on my TV yet and I didn't feel like setting it up. I didn't have time. So. I just okay. ordered it and watched it on Prime. How did your movie start? Um, Does it start at the train? No. Okay. Because mine didn't. But I feel like the Netflix version of Train to Busan started at the train station. Hmm. I don't know if it's that movie. Because there's another zombie Korean movie called Alive. And I don't know if that movie is the one I'm thinking of. That's well, there's like- also a Train to Busan 2 already. Ah, uh, yeah, there is. So maybe uh, it was that? No, I think I was... So this was originally on Netflix, and it's not there anymore. Um, so I watched it on Viki, which is the the Korean, like the Asian drama app that I pay for. Uh-huh. Um, so I watched it there, and it started way different than I expected because I, I tried to watch it one time on Netflix, and I feel like the Netflix version started at the train, so it didn't have that beginning story part. Yeah, so the, the beginning story part is it's like this this fund manager who is in charge of um, you know this big hedge fund, and I think it has my, – my understanding is it has something to do with the lab that causes the zombie prop apocalypse in the first place yeah it's like yg biotech or ys biotech yeah and (laughs) it is well it actually starts with a with a guy driving a a truck who's going into a quarantine zone asking like are you gonna put down my my animals again because like last time there was a a hoof and mouth disease among the animals and all of his animals got killed yeah and he's like he's like you better not do this again this sucks and then he's driving he's not paying attention he hits a deer i knew as soon as he hit that deer that deer was getting back up right Uh, same Same. so so this is our first zombie deer um which is is kind of cool um but 
Yeah. So the but the the main story revolves around this um, hedge fund manager who is you know works all the time, and his daughter is upset with him because he didn't go to a recital of hers, and he's divorced from his wife, so she wants to go live with the mom, and it's her birthday, and he is like, I just don't have time to take you to Busan. And she's like, but I can just take the train by myself. And he's like, no, that's not going to work. And then finally he feels so bad that he's like, all right, I'll take you. Mm-hmm. And that's how it gets started. I love this cast of characters. I love the the zombies are my favorite zombies. I've got to say of all the zombies, I like these zombies the best. I So I didn't know who the main actor was in this movie if i had known i would have watched this so much sooner because gong yu is one of my favorite um korean actors he's in a drama called um it's it's uh, most people call it goblin and it's considered one of the best korean dramas ever done i have to say after watching this i you might get me onto a korean drama or two because that was really good really really good oh my god because he he was in he was he had a cameo in squid game so if you watch squid game he was only in it for like a hot second and episode one and nine but he's like squid game is korean too yeah yes it is it's on netflix it's a korean um like horror show pretty much yeah but He's oh, he's so good in this, and he's like, this is right at the like he, during when he was right after he made the show, or in the middle, he was making that show. He made this movie. Wow, for yeah. Um, Goblin, yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. So the zombies are creepy as hell. Yes, they're so scary. <laughs> they're very scary zombies. They're very scary zombies. They are they they move in that very Japanese horror way where it's yes. all like bodies twisted and odd angles and and just terrifying terrifying and it's another instant zombification process yes because like so everyone goes and they like they go to the train station right and so they get on the train and like uh while the conductor is like making motions at the person on the other side you see this figure just like jet past him into the train and you're like oh shit yeah, you're like, well, there it starts. That's it. That's <laughs> it's it. that one right there. <laughs> so they get in the train. They motion for the train to leave. All the doors close. Train starts pulling out of the station. And then there's like some commotion up at the top of the stairs. And then as the train is leaving, the little girl looks over and the conductor or whatever that's out on the platform just gets jumped by a zombie. And she's like, what? And she looks at her dad and he's asleep. And I'm like, helpful helpful <laughs> so she goes wandering and you start meeting all the the cast of characters there's like a a, a korean baseball high school baseball team mm-hmm. that's on the the train and one of the guys i don't i didn't get the problem with the girl sitting next to him at the beginning like did you understand that i think it's because so so first of all the actor who plays the the baseball kid like the one that they focus on he is the one of the main characters in in parasite by the way okay so if you haven't seen parasite like also should watch that one um he plays the uh the the teen like the main teenager in that one um but 
So I think it's because like she is supposed to be this like she's like a fangirl of the group and that's the guy she likes. And they're just like probably getting all weird about like her being with them because there weren't any other girls with them, right? I didn't know right. this. Right. She just comes on and she's like, I'm your cheerleader. Basically. Basically. So they were being all like, ew, like, why are you with us? Why are you sitting with us? Kind of deal. But she like is in love with the one dude. So right. and, he, and likes he likes her. her, but he's embarrassed about it. Yeah. 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 So that's probably what it is. Cause it's very like, ew, girl kind of deal. I think that's what they were going for. And then you have uh two older uh aunties mm-hmm. <laughs> that are the sitting there yeah and two grandmas sitting there chatting with each other and you have this businessman who's a complete ass and a piece of garbage oh my god he's horrible and then you have my absolute favorite uh the the big dude and his mm-hmm. wife his now, pregnant wife yeah his pregnant wife i love how he's like you're he's like honey are you okay and the girl goes to go to the bathroom and goes it's gonna be a while <laughs> it was so funny He's like, just go down there. You can just go down to that one, but this one's going to be a while. And he's, you know, he's like, he's just a cool, chill, huge dude. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize he's going to be Gilgamesh in Eternals, which is the next Marvel movie. I am so excited because oh, he was right. my favorite ever. He was, he was pretty great. Like it was there. I cried a couple of times during this film. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you meet all these characters, you meet the conductors, you meet the, the I don't know, whatever the, the train equivalent of flight attendants are. And the, the girl who ran on and is turning into a zombie is like convulsing in one of the transition spaces. And one of the women who works for the train comes to try and figure it out and calls for an emergency and all hell breaks loose. Like, at first I thought she was going to be in the the bathroom, right? When they were like, there's somebody weird in here, blah, blah, blah. Also, like, this child being all up in everyone's business. I and was everybody like, being totally okay with it. Like, totally not. Like, if it was America, it'd be like, um, look, kid, go go sit down. This is not, this is adults. Excuse me, where's your mom? Like, that would have been, yeah. like, the whole thing. But, like, they open it and it's a homeless man in the bathroom and he's like they're all dead they're all dead and that's when you have like that's when you meet the jerk like like coo dude who mm-hmm. who should have died in the first five minutes but of course not because that's not how this rolls yeah exactly so these very very creepy why are they moving like that that's terrifying zombies are like running down the center aisles Fighting everybody. And it becomes this big wave of zombies. And I feel like it's the most natural reaction you see from people in some of the movies that we've watched. It's like you do have people who are sitting there going, what the hell's going on? But you have other people going, oh, hell no. And they just like take off. Yeah. Like it feels it feels a little bit more like, yeah, I think that's how the reaction probably would be. <laughs> it would be it would very much be that way because people were standing there watching what was happening and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so weird. What is happening? I'm getting the hell out of here. No, I want to see what happens." Like that's literally what how people would react every single one time. One woman's like, "Well, go help her." husband <laughs> well, no. goes and gets eaten. I know. <laughs> that was really funny. He was like, "Go help her." He was like, uh, Tokyo, Tokyo, like, excuse me, like, what are you doing? And then he gets eaten. <laughs> yeah, so I like, oh my god, it's it's absolutely like it's so good. It's so good. It's one of the best like m- 
mass yeah. zombie scenes ever. All of the all of the zombie scenes in this are terrifying. Terrifying. It's it's very interesting because they also go the route of of the zombies are only going to attack you if they can see you. So the moment that they lose visualization of you, they're they're not attacky zombies. And I think it has to do with like because their eyes change, right? They go from colored to this like opaque, like almost looks like they have no like they're blind almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they if they don't see you, if they don't see movement and they don't hear anything they they stop. Yes. And so that becomes really important later. So when they finally kind of collect in, I guess, two different cars um, of this train, uh, you've got two different groups split up, which I really like because even though it's about this little girl and her dad, you do get plenty of time with the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point is the dad's kind of a jerk. Like he's only thinks about himself. And oh, so- yeah. That's the whole point of this is that he only thinks of about himself and um, the big, the big dude, um, his, his American acting name is Don Lee. Um, Don Lee's character is like calls him out on it. He's like, cause they're running, they're running from the zombies and the dad closes the, the, the doors in between mm-hmm. and isn't going to let them through. And so he just like decks the guy when he finally gets let in. He's like, what in the hell were you hesitating for? Like, but you're only thinking of yourself. And like his daughter the whole time is like, we have to help them. We have to help them. And he was like, in a situation like this, you should only think of yourself mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but they do let them in because he closed the door right in front of her. But then they, I love the whole, like she throws the water bottle, like the water from the water bottle on there and then presses the newspaper. And then everyone just calms the hell down after that. Yeah. Because the zombies can't see them because they can't see through the window. So they just stop. Um, and and the little girl like convinces that I think she convinces the dad. Who who ends up opening the the door for for them? He opens it. He does open it. Okay, he does open it. But he decks but, him right after that. <laughs> yeah, she, she she says to the dad, she's like, "I know him because he was really nice to her when she was trying to get to the bathroom." Um, so now they're stuck and they don't know what's going on, but they're seeing on like the news that this is happening all over Korea. It's a big thing, but you're getting like the government response of everything's okay. Just go to these different places. Everything. We're just going to quarantine a couple places. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> it, was, it was not okay. It was not okay at all. <laughs> no, it was not okay at all. Um, so they're going to stop in this one city and they're like, this is where the military is. They're going to quarantine us, but it's, we'll just go here. And the, um, the dad gets from like a friend, he gets the thing, you know, you don't want to go to where everybody else is going. You want to go to this place. And so when they finally get to the, the station, there's nobody there, which you know is not a good thing. Like oh, when yeah. they walk around and there's nobody, you're like, Oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and so, because they've, they've passed a couple of places where they start to slow down and people are like banging up against the, the, train like the first time they do it it's like people who are trying to get in and then they all get eaten by zombies yes so they they get out of the train and the the ceo guy is like we will get off this train and he goes up and he's like you know he's just bossing everybody around and they all start walking and and exiting and they're going to get ready to go to the main square where they're going to get quarantined and uh the dad takes the daughter 
and decides to go the other way because his friend said, don't go with everybody else. Yeah. And the homeless guy goes, I'm going with you. And so is that where the girl says you don't care about anybody but yourself? Yep. Yeah. And so that's when he starts to realize that like, he's really, the daughter's really disappointed him really doesn't like how he's handling any of this. And um, you see, you see somebody walk out at the end of the, the hallway that nope. they're going down and you're like, that nope. is not, don't no, that's not, don't go that way. <laughs> that's so, the wrong way to go. Valuable lessons that I have picked up from watching all of these movies in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. Don't use escalators. Always stare. Oh my God. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> there was nowhere for those people to go that were on the escalator. They were all going to die. Yeah. So then we flash forward to the, or flash to the other perspective of everybody else. And they're going down the escalators to get out. And so the escalators and stairs. And you see as they're getting into all these soldier boots. And then you realize, oh, those are all zombies. And yep. hundreds, hundreds of zombies. He is terrifying. And and they just they just attack the oh. um the 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 people, people coming down the stairs and so uh don lee takes his wife and just throws her over the the um escalator side of the escalator so that mm-hmm. she can run up the stairs and basically they make it out because the the front people all get eaten and kind of block the the way uh-huh. but they're getting they're getting chased down and so um, they're all running back, and of course, the the CEO is hightailed it out of there and is trying to get the train conductor to get the train moving again. And the train conductor's like, "No, there's all these people. We can't leave them here." Uh-huh. Um, but he caves real fast. <laughs> he caves real fast. Oh, when there's a horde of zombies coming, I don't don't really blame him all that much. But also that that CEO dude was like, he was like, "You're gonna save me, me, me," and I'm just like. You need to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, when, when when do you get eaten? But now the problem is, is that there's some cars that have zombies in them, some that don't because they've locked them into the certain cars. And so they've got to be very careful which cars they get into. And so they hop back into the, the, um, the different cars, but they get separated. They get split up because now there's zombies on the platform and they're, you know, trying to fight their way through. And the sisters, the, the grannies get split up. And the the teenagers uh, and the the fangirl get split up, and the daughter and the pregnant lady get in one group, and the um, father and Don Lee are still down, holding the with, door, holding the door so that people don't, so the zombies don't get through. And when they finally realize that it's like a losing battle, and they can kind of lock it, but it does not last long because it's starting to crack. Mm-hmm. Um, they go taking off. Don Lee this entire time is just punching zombies, like just, just punching and tackling and wrestling zombies. Like he just picks them up and throws them. My, okay. My favorite part though, is because they get through that glass door right before Gong Yu does like his character. So, and like he yells, Hey asshole over here. <laughs> because he's just like i hate this guy but it was really funny because he was like hey asshole get up get over yeah and the the guys um the the dad is fighting with this zombie the zombie's got him pinned he can't get out from under him and he has a book in his mouth (laughs) he's got a book in his mouth so he doesn't bite him and then the homeless guy tosses his jacket over the zombie's head and Mm -hmm. the zombie just stops 
And so it's like, again, like so many times, and this is why um, Ganyu's character changes is because he survives because of the help of others. Like the entire time, other people are helping him, even though he was a complete ass to them at the beginning. Exactly, exactly. And like, so like the separation happens at that point, because it's the baseball kid, the uh, Gongyu, and then the the... Don Lee, like those, those three people are the ones holding the door. And then the girl, she's gone with other people. And then it's like the homeless man, the granny, the other sister, the little girl, and then the pregnant lady get into one car and then they end up hiding in the bathroom because their car is full of zombies. And then the other three get into like a back car or like a further, a closer car. Cause they're in like car eight and they're in car like 13 or 11 or something. So I think, I think um, the dad and Don Lee and the baseball kid are in nine, nine, the, the, the daughter, the pregnant woman, the, the older of the grannies and the, the homeless uh, guy homeless guy are in 13 and then the fangirl and the ceo and the conductor with a bunch of other people are in 15 so now the the guys in 9 need to get to 15 well they need to get to 13 rescue them and then get to 15 and i love how the pregnant woman calls her husband and she's like get the fuck over here <laughs> Just, I, he's like i'm coming baby i'm coming and now she wasn't it is funny because i like you can it's very interesting because they don't use the same tropes as they do in america uh-huh. because she's not like i feel like in if they redid this in america she would be the the bitchy naggy wife and they didn't yeah. go that direction at all she, no. she's just like you know she's terrified and she needs him to like move his ass and also, I feel like there's like, a, it was really funny because there's a certain level of like where he's just like, whatever she wants, she gets kind of deal is how he's, yeah. he's dealing with everything because he's also scared. Because when mm-hmm. she banged on the door, he was like, never mind, you just continue, honey. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, you can tell he's absolutely in love with her. Like, oh, yeah. It's very obvious. It's, it hurts. It hurts the inside. It hurts. It hurts my heart. so bad. Well, you know, you know. At some point, you're like, oh, uh, this, this is a zombie film. Most of any of these people are not yeah. going to make it. And so it goes really well, right? Like they, they, they suit up. They get weapons. They fight their way through, and then they also come to the conclusion that darkness is what helps them. Can help them. Darkness and sound, because the like he throws something over to the side all the zombies move to one side of the car in the tunnel and they were like excellent we can use this to our advantage kind of thing so they which is like terrifying because like they're just exposed they're just completely exposed so what they have to do is they have to wait until they go into these tunnels and then they make they they like the the zombies are at one end of the car they're at the other so they go like halfway down as quietly as possible hide in the seats throw something at the other end of the car, all the zombies run past and then they can keep going forward. This is after like, an, like one car, they just punch their way through. They do. They, they just, just like kill everyone. It was so great. Well, that's the thing. They don't kill. Like, I don't know how these zombies die. Cause they, they don't, don't really show that. Yet. <laughs> they don't ever die. So they, they get, they, they get to, to car 13. They rescue the kid and the pregnant woman and the granny and the homeless guy. And now they've got to get through one more car. They've got to get through car 14 to get to car 15. Well, meanwhile, car 15 has like barricaded themselves in and are like, there's no way 
it, like they've they've tied off the doors so nobody can come in either way. But they also like they know they're coming because the baseball guy called the girl and told her that they were coming, and they were like the CEO dude was like, "No, they're infected. They have to be infected. We can't let them in." I was like, "They're not infected if you just freaking called her." Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the zombie is not sentient. It can't just call someone. <laughs> so so they they finally like that's another creepy oh my god they did a really good job is they they decide that the way they're going to get through the last car is to crawl over the luggage racks above the zombies so good terrifying oh my god terrifying this is this is a very stressful movie but it was so it was way too stressful to watch it at like seven in the morning i'm not gonna lie (laughs) and so they so they're they they finally get there and they they can't get in because they've locked them in and so when they finally do start to open the door, the CEO and he's convinced the other passengers that they have to keep the door closed. And so they're fighting over the door. And when they finally push through, the zombies are right behind them and they can't close the door because the there's a head in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and the head bites Don Lee. That was so, I was so upset because like they, they, because they wouldn't open the door. So then they like break the glass to get through the door. Right. Because Mm -hmm. they tied off, wouldn't let them in. So they break the glass to get in, but they like shift to like, like they're trying, he's like, go, go like save yourself. And he's like holding all the zombies off and he gets bit. And it was just so heartbreaking. Like I started basically crying. Yeah. He single-handedly saves everybody on that car um, by sacrificing himself it's just like it's awful and he was even like he even he picked up one of the zombies and was using that to like hold them back yeah it it was like he's a freaking superhero i'm so excited he's gonna be in a marvel movie um my heart and and when i found out that he was gilgamesh gilgamesh is actually somebody who becomes an avenger so i'm hoping like fingers crossed but um so they they finally get into car f- um, 16 and the CEO guy convinces everybody on that car that they need to, um, that they're infected, that they're infected. And so that they need to go to the vestibule between the next car and theirs. Mm-hmm. And um, Don Lee's not the only one who, who died in that previous car. The, the granny also yeah. dies. And so, you know, they, basically shout and peer pressure these people into the next vestibule. And while that's all going on and they're like locking that door, the other granny goes and lets the zombies in. Cause she's like, she's done. <laughs> she, she's done with all of it. Oh man. I was like, yeah, yeah. Who's dead now. But I was so pissed that the damn CEO dude survived. I was like, of course he freaking did. Yeah. The, the CEO and the conductor are, Hiding Locked the themselves in a bathroom and everybody else is dead. So they finally get contacted by the engineer who's driving the train and they, um, they have to stop because there's a blockage on the tracks. Yeah. They barely missed this blockage on the track. And so he's like, all right, I am going to go start up a new train. Um, he has to go through several scary jump scares to, to find a train that's working. Um, 
but and and zombieless. And so he starts the it's just the engine. It's not the whole train. He starts the engine, it starts to go, and he's just like, you guys have to get to the far left train, the far left track, and that's where I'll be. Yep. And- so as as he's pulling away and as our our cast of characters is exiting the train, this train on fire <laughs> just oh randomly yeah. comes careening through and completely takes out um the the car that they're between their train and the next train and now they're sandwiched between the two with all these zombies like leaning over them pounding on the glass oh my god terrifying it, it was just like it's so awful because like the the main group that like there's three groups end up happening because it's the main group with with most of the people. Then it's the baseball kid and hit and his girlfriend. I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, that's his girlfriend, him and yeah. the girl. And then there's the C, the COO guy, right? So they all get separated, and so we follow the baseball kid first. So like they get through the train, they're going and all that stuff, and then that guy jumps up shoves the girl out of the way so she ends up getting bit by a zombie because uh, when he exited the train he just left the door open like a sob like well and and the whole reason why he got out of the train was because he took the conductor that was with him and threw him to the zombie he's just throwing people to zombies left and right yeah so he like gets in breaks the window and like she ends up getting bitten bitten turned into a zombie and he's like holding her and boyfriend's like holding her yeah yeah and then she eats him and he becomes a zombie if that whole part was just like awful and like the coo guy gets out and then like he's running he trips and falls of course like a little bitch and then the 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 engineer who's already got the train going gets out of the train yeah runs down to him and then he pushes him into the zombies yep and then he runs and gets on the train. And I was like, when is he going to die? Like, he literally killed so many people because he's a piece of garbage. So um, the when, then we go to the, the pregnant woman, the little girl, her dad, and the homeless guy. Mm-hmm. And they're stuck under the train. Um, the dad finds a way out. But then something falls and shifts and he can't get to them. And as he's trying to get to them, one of the windows breaks. And so the homeless guy is holding back all the zombies and he finally gets the girl and the pregnant woman out and they start running for the train. But now our homeless guy is being eaten by zombies. And then the train crushes all the zombies. And then the zombies that didn't die, but being crushed by the train jump up and over and start chasing them. And then they, you have the iconic cover of the film of him carrying them, yeah, running. them running towards the train followed by all the zombies yes. like just all of them yep and then they all start grabbing when they you know they get onto the train and they all start grabbing onto the, the like, train. all the zombies keep grabbing onto the train and they basically make this this like tr- like bridal train of zombies yep <laughs> only way i can describe it and when he finally shakes them off it's like this is awesome and of course ceo guy is now turning into a zombie and he's in the cab of the Oh, I was so when he opened the door and he got up, I was like, no, no, don't let it end like this, please. And like he turns full zombie and attacks him and he ends up biting his hand. And then I was just sobbing. 
for the rest and, of the movie. Yeah, because the little girl just screams and is crying, and he puts her and the pregnant woman into the the cabin and you know the the driver's seat and then he you know has this flashback of all of her being born and how happy he was when she was born and it's just tragic and then he kind of lets himself fall off the train so he doesn't go and attack them it was so sad because she was like he was telling her like like stay with her it, it's gonna be fine. I like love you. It's fine. And she's like gripping onto him and just sobbing. And she's like, Daddy, please don't go. Dad, don't leave. Please, Dad. And he's like, forces himself to leave. And I was sobbing the whole time. Yeah, no, it's it's just heartbreaking. Um, so the the pregnant woman and the the kid get to Busan and it's mm-hmm. like all barricaded off and they have to sit through there was that little arm twitch jump scare that was like god damn it well that one got me real hard i was like i was like shit but they go down this tunnel and then you see on the other side of the tunnel are soldiers and they're like we see two people coming down but we can't tell if they're a zombie or zombie not. or not um and they say we'll go ahead and shoot him and just before he pulls the trigger the little girl starts singing the song that she had learned for her dad Mm -hmm. that he never came to her recital for and they realize that they're alive and that's how it ends it was just like the movie was so good it was very stressful through the whole thing going back and forth and it was just like I don't understand what is it with with Gongyu movies and shows where it has to be sad. Like Goblin <laughs> is the most heart-wrenching K-drama I've ever watched. And like he's so good in it. And then this has to be also heart-wrenching. Like, excuse me, this is a zombie movie, not a drama. It's so good. Like I honestly think this is my favorite movie of all the ones we've watched in this in this primer because I feel like it has all the the zombies are amazing. Mm-hmm. The um the cast of characters is fun. Like you've got a a good mix of character types. Um the the attrition the, the attrition of um of the the characters like as they die off it's Mm -hmm. uh, i think well paced because sometimes you lose a lot of really good characters too early yeah and then it's just no fun um the the action scenes are intense the social commentary is there because like all of this would have been avoided if people were just good to each other it's it's a lot because it also talks about um like one of the major things that's always mentioned or talked about in korean dramas and most of the ones that i have seen it's the mention of that people who are in levels of power within companies because company companies are very powerful in korea so like that's where they focus most of things on is the big difference in socioeconomic status and Mm -hmm. then level of of power within a company because this guy is like a coo he thinks he's more important than every single person on that train because he's a businessman like he thinks he's the one who should be in charge. He's like, I have money. I'll give you money because he thinks that money will buy him whatever he wants. And he thinks that he's the most important, which is why he ends up being the one who causes the most damage and ends up killing the majority of our survivors because of his selfishness and his, his ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Um, do you have 
Um, did Lyle send you his stuff? No, he didn't send me anything. He sent me stuff, but I'm trying to I'm trying to like wade through because it's HTML somehow, and I'm trying to figure out where it starts. Oh, that's weird. It would be really nice to know if about his thoughts on train to Busan. That's Day of the Dead. Yeah, because he he gave us all of them. Oh, here it is. Copy link. Let me see if this opens it up. Sorry, this is great podcasting. Should have done this before. This is super great podcasting. Um, but yeah, Korean Korean movies and shows, amazing. Absolutely love them. Like my my roommate doesn't really watch a lot of Korean content because it's just not something that she likes. Um, because like she grew up like her mom watching lots of Korean dramas and she's just not something that she enjoys, but she really liked this movie. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Shannon did meet school of rock. Okay. That's from last week. Uh, saw that one. Oh my. Okay, so I think this is where it starts. So this story seems to happen. This should be Girl from Busan. Or Girl from Busan. <laughs> this should be uh, Girl, with all, Girl with all the Gifts. So this story seems to happen during a known and ongoing but being actively covered. Oh, no, that's still from last week. Where's Bill Murray? How did it even end up looking like that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, here it is. The girl with all the gifts. This child is unnervingly cheerful for how fucked up this situation is and familiar with it. Like it's been going on a long time. Oh, good. The military. This definitely won't end horribly for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, live bugs, huh? Guess you make do. And in a punch, calories are calories. Ew, um, yeah. Yeah, because she eats bugs. I still don't know what's going on, but this shit is super fucked up. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we've got fast zombies and also creepy as fuck with the chomping. Yeah, the chomping in that is a little... It's like it's we saw a little bit of that in World War Z. I think yep. it's definitely a, tr- a trope that's going to become very familiar in zombie stuff. Um, teacher's very compassionate and also stupid. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. Oh, Hungry's is really good zombie slang. I like it. This is a new take with the Hungries almost totally idle when not hunting. The city has a very I am legend overgrown feel to it. It yep. does. I like it. Both in her story and when she's looking for animals, she mimics what she's been called. It really shows you how kids listen and mimic adults. It's a really good point because they're called abortions. Yep. And when she talks about things that are awful or bad, she calls them abortions. Yep. Oh, God, that line, do you want a cat? I already had one. (laughs) Oh, my God, my heart. Awful. After finding the mushroom phase, the the increasingly whine in the audio to build tension is working. These seeds pods can end the world, so I'd, of course, we'd need to take one home with us. Yeah, getting close just grabs one and puts it under her arm. Um. Yeah, take your gear off. That's not going to be. That's going to be a fantastic idea. So, yep. when the guy's going into the trap that the kids set, um, 
Why didn't he yeah. take his belt with him? I was just yeah. Like, he took his belt F, off bro? to get it, to get under this thing, and like one of those those screens that come down store shop screens. Yep. And um, yeah, not not smart. He makes a lot of dumb mistakes, so it's fine that he dies. Like if you're gonna be stupid, you're gonna die. <laughs> Listen, dude, I know you're lonely, but this really isn't appropriate me time because he finds a nudie magazine. Oh my god! Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, why didn't you use the grenade? Like he pulls out a grenade and threatens to use it. The kids don't know what it is. So, you know, they're not disturbed about it at all. Um, and so he goes, I don't know how to feel about this ending. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an intense, it's a weird movie. It's a different take on this completely. Yeah. Um, Train to Busan preface. I watched this with Kurt, the, with Korean audio and subtitles, as did I. Uh, that's what you should watch it as. I don't. Is there a dubbed version? There might be. Yeah. Oh, that that sounds terrible. Korean audio, Korean or uh, English subtitles, perfect. Oh fuck! Is that an animal zombie? I don't think we've seen one of those. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty good. Damn, this hurts me right in the dad. I want to just go give this little girl a hug. Right. Divorced guy saying, finish what you start is a bit ironic to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get it. Sometimes shit doesn't work, but the, you get it and he doesn't, which is the ironic part. Yep. Hey kid, those are ashes. Something fucked up probably happened. Oh wait, just a fire, normal old fire. (laughs) And there's the affected person. That's gotta be when the zombie runs onto the, or the person runs onto the, the train. Yep. Zombie transformation and SFX are truly unsettling. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. They're the creepiest, most awesome zombies ever. It's so scary. Finally, dad mode engaged. Yep. How the long, <laughs> how the hell long is this train? <laughs> They've run through like 10 cars already. <laughs> it was a very big train. It's a big train. Oh man. Hearing your mom turn over the phone is just rough. Yeah, we he gets a call from the the dad gets a call from his mom and mm-hmm. uh, and she turns while she's on the phone. That was awful. Everyone is everyone is moving so calmly in the station, like they weren't just almost eaten alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really do not like fun managers. Not that I blame them. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, zombies that can't see in the dark. Weird, but an interesting space to play in. Um, I feel like this buff guy is like watching Korean John Cena, which is yeah. like he's been he's been referred to as the the Korean um, the Korean Dwayne Johnson on a lot of articles I've read. Oh, I like that. That's that 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 makes sense. Yeah. Like oh my him. god, fuck this guy. He is so awful. Right? The CEO is terrible. He's so bad. I hate that guy. <laughs> okay, horrible guy. Took way too long to change. <laughs> right. Um, ouch, my dad feels I did not expect a zombie movie to hurt me this badly. Right? It was like, it was so good. And then it was just so damn heartbreaking to like witness the whole thing unfold. Like my heart hurts. Yeah. Um, I really expected those soldiers to shoot them. I was prepared to be really, really mad at you. (laughs) Okay, 12 plus hours later, when I am emotionally recovered from that, I can really analyze a bit now. I think visually, I really love the Korean take on zombies, both here and in the bonus movie I watched, Alive. Uh, They somehow turned the creepy factor up to 11. And yes, 
these were fast zombies, but the way they move, but the way the movie used them, they mostly got the feel of slow zombies anyway. I completely agree. Yep. Agree. Uh, bonus note. First, I'd like to, I really like to thank you for both for doing this uh, and taking me on one truly wild ride and for sharing my responses. I've really enjoyed diving into a whole new realm of stories that I mostly didn't get before. And I am looking forward to digging deeper and with more context now that I've had this excellent primer. Happy Halloween, my friends. Um, I, we've had fun. We've had a lot of fun doing this. It's um, been I, so much fun. Yeah. I am supposed to be recording a, another podcast in literally two minutes. So we're going to go and jump to the closing section. But I want to thank everybody who who did this with us. And I want to thank Lyle for um, all his commentary. It was really nice. He, he sent me a, a message on Facebook that said he was very happy that he could like hand all the movies over to his friend and say, watch them in this order. Um, I am going to release, I don't have time to do it now, but I'm going to release and I'll talk to Katie about it. If she has any to add um, some movies to continue watching. If you're really enjoying the zombie movie stuff. Yep. Um, any, any last thoughts? Um, thank you so much for inviting me to participate in this. Um, I haven't watched as many zombie movies ever. And now I've watched movies that I didn't think I would watch and movies I've always wanted to watch. So I really appreciate that. I'm so thankful for Lyle for sending us his thoughts all the time and being open to watching zombie romance movies and not hating them. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, I think next week we will be back and we will try and cover Eternals, but we will see. We will we will let you know. <laughs> you will know when we know. Um, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Dude is a proud member of the Geek2Geek network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows. Not going to go through them because we don't have time, but there are a lot of them, so go check them out. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bamashock, Troidal Power, and Gein, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord, where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude, or me personally at Epic Grays. Katie, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. If I have like the handle at Lady Catherine P, and then there's social media for all of our like all the billion podcasts that I'm on. Um, thank you, Joe. I really like this. It was very fun. Thank you so much, Katie. I have had so much fun with you. I think I think this has this has settled my need to do a zombie podcast okay, with you. Good. <laughs> I think because neither of us can afford to add another move another movie podcast to our our regiment. It's a lot. But <laughs> this this may have to be a regular October thing if you're down for it. I mean, it would be super fun to work our way through like other monsters too, like werewolf movies and Oh, it'd be so much fun. Ray is Ray and I are both huge werewolf fans. So. Okay, same. I love I love Halloween. I love monster movies. They're great. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. And for the rest of you out there, thank you for going on this journey with us. Um, we'll be back to our regular Marvel schedule next week. Uh, until then, remember this week, keep it geek. Bye-bye.